This is the Watch Post podcast, which you'll find at watchpost.org. Well, good morning and welcome back to the Watch Post podcast. My name is Mel Black. Um, in our last episode, we were talking about the redemption of Jesus Christ. We are talking about how we are to go towards this redemption and, and to take courage that um, God holds his hands open to us, but we must seek him um, with our whole heart and we will find him if we do so. Today, I want to continue um, in the Ephesians series, and I want to talk to us all about the wisdom of God within his redemption. So going to Ephesians 1, verse 7 through 10, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things to him, things in heaven and things on earth. We're going to look here at verse 8, which says, which he lavished upon us and all wisdom and insight. This is the incredible wisdom, the incredible mercy of God lavished. He's lavished his redemption, his grace upon us in Christ. We're meant to look at Jesus and understand just how far-reaching God's mercy is, just how willing He is to save us. We need to know this because often when we come face-to-face with our sin, when we come face-to-face with seeing how uh, much we lack faith, how much we lack obedience, we need to know that God's mercy is always ready to save us and pull us from our sin and, and bring us into the whole holiness of God to bring us out of destruction and into life. What this also reveals to us is that God is wise. This is the wisdom of God. What we should understand about God is how abundant his mercy truly is, how far-reaching it is. That he truly will save to the uttermost all who call upon him in Christ. This is the, the promise that we need. And in this, we understand God's wisdom. We understand that God is also no fool. And this is an important uh, duality that is held in tension throughout all the scripture that's so important for us all to understand. Because often we come into an idea of God's redemption where we are looking at God's mercy and we're saying, wow, he saves the other most. But we kind of come into this mentality of God basically being foolish and perverting his grace to mean that he will just put up with however we act within that. That there's not a high call to holiness within God's redemption, or we see the high call of holiness, but at the, but then we doubt God's goodness, we doubt his mercy, we doubt that God is ready to save all who come to him. And both of these things are a tragic error to fall into. But sometimes we tend to think only one is wicked when both are wicked. The person who is seeking God needs to understand that there is full reason 
person to take courage in seeking God, regardless of how much you see a lack in yourself, regardless of how little your faith is, how little your understanding, how little your repentance is. There is always hope in seeking God for these things, seeking God within these things. Um, And that is what we need to keep at the forefront of our mind at all times, that God is delighting in righteousness. So even when we come to God and we say, I lack faith, I lack humility, I lack whatever it is, the word going to God for those things, we're, we're turning to God for help in those things, then we need to have full courage because this is where condemnation comes in and it's wicked because it's turning people away from exactly what God wants, what God is seeking from us that we would turn to him and be saved. We have full reason to hope in God's mercy within righteousness, within redemption, within holiness. At the same time, we need to realize that God is no fool. God is not so fooled as to have his mercy abused. And we need to recognize that God's mercy is for the righteous. And we say, well, no one's righteous. Of course not. But there is always a distinction. Um, and often we remove this, that, and it's wicked for us to remove this, between a person who is truly seeking God in spite of themselves and a person who is seeking God in spite of God's call to holiness, who's presuming upon the promises of God, presuming upon his kindness, not knowing that his kindness is meant to lead us to repentance. And this is what we need to understand. God is no fool. God will not be mocked. What a person sows is what they will reap. And this is, this is so true, even inside of God's mercy. This is the wisdom of God. See, God has lavished his mercy upon us. He has, he has abundantly pardoned all who are going to him in Christ. He will pardon to the uttermost all sins. And yet we must actually be willing to turn. We must actually be willing to receive Christ and not just receive Christ in a sense of, okay, my sins are covered. I'm good. I'm going to move on and just do whatever I want with my life, but receive Jesus as Savior and as Lord to obey him, to submit to him. God's mercy, this lavished mercy is always for repentance. It is always for holiness. And this is the wisdom of God. And this is the wisdom that we need, even inside of our ministry and serving, whatever we're doing, we need this wisdom because we often get drained and abused and we lose our way and we walk in even heresies because we lose this, that God is, is merciful to the utter most to every sinner on this planet. There is a hope of turning, of finding redemption in Christ, and yet God is wise, and he recognizes where people are unwilling to do that, where they are unwilling to take God's mercy for a good purpose, and where they're willing to take it, um, regardless of how much they're lacking. And the person who wants to pervert God's grace to mean that a person can uh, continue in, the, in their sin and, and have the you know forgiveness of God, but with no repentance. And this we must also be discerning of. 
And so the person who is seeking God needs the fullest reason to have encouragement, the fullest reason to have hope, regardless of who, how you are. You lack faith, you lack understanding, you lack repentance. Take courage and continue to press after Jesus. But the person who wants to take God's mercy and say, oh, look how merciful God is. Oh, he just lavishes on us and how great all this is. But we have no regard um, for the word of God. We have no regard for just how serious he is about sin. Um, then we are the people who are perverting his mercy. And God um, will not allow this to stand. Charles Spurgeon in his morning and evening devotional um, under May 12th says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not bestow his favor on the wicked, for he will neither cast away a perfect man, nor will he respect an evildoer. Um, he doesn't mean perfect man as in somebody who is truly perfect, but somebody who is Christian, someone who is walking in the things of God and seeking God within these um, in spite of himself. He is looking to the true purposes of Christ's redemption. God's mercy is infinite. Truly, it is infinite, and yet it is defined. It is defined by um, his will. It is defined by his word. It is defined by holiness, especially. And this is what we need to understand. This is the wisdom of God with the, the lavish grace. And if we don't understand this duality within the Christian faith, then we actually dishonor Christ. There's much, much activity today that's running around saying, oh, I'm honoring Jesus. You know, I'm pointing people to his love, his goodness. But actually what it is, is it's rooted in this idea of the removal of the standard of God, the removal of the holiness of God um, in this expectation of a, of a repentance, of a turning to God um, out of sin and into this newness of life. We need to understand that God is wise in his mercy. And we need to understand how this is a, an important consideration today because it's so lost on a great portion of the church that God is not a fool. He's not mocked. He can't be deceived by your um, ideas of how to abuse his grace and continue on in sin. No, God will hold every person to account for how they live their life and every detail of it. And this is still true for the Christian. We've made Jesus today as, as a shield of, of removing the truth, a shield of, oh, you know, I'm forgiven in Christ, so it doesn't matter um, if I continue on in my sin or not, God will hold me account. We've perverted the grace of God. And Jesus, um, his righteous blood, his righteous life is perverted to the extreme and these ideas of what we call love, what we call mercy. No, God's mercy is wise. Um, and this is the wisdom of God that he's bestowed upon us in Jesus. A few verses I want to use here, one being Luke 150, it says, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Again, his mercy is for those who fear him. Another verse is Matthew 13, verse 41. It says, The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all 
causes of sin and all lawbreakers. We need to remember that Jesus is opposed to sin always, and this includes the sin in our own lives as believers. He's always adamantly opposing sin, and if our ideas of mercy contradict the facts and truth of that, then we've lost sight of what his mercy is, what it's for. But in the face of seeing, even just seeing, Lord, I don't fear you as I should. Lord, I don't have a conviction in my heart about these things as I should. Even in that place, we need to realize the encouragement we have in God to press in after those things, to go towards the standard of God's word, um, not to try and pervert his word and twist it um, to mean a mercy he doesn't mean. But when we see the standard of God's word and we see just how incredibly short we are of it, um, that is where we need to take courage to pursue Christ um, and never believe the devil's condemnation. Even if our obedience to God comes from a heart of, Lord, I must obey, rather than, Lord, I rejoice to obey, even when we approach God and we're saying, you know, we see this lack of wanting to obey God, we see this lack of submission to God, but we honestly take that to God and we confess that to God and we continue to approach Him in a heart that's distant from Him. That, too, is where we shouldn't be uh, condemned because we are still obeying God. We are still seeking God. It's when we put off obedience. It's when we put off seeking God. It's when we put off trying to conform our heart to the word of God that there is the judgment and there is the problem. It says in Psalm 34, 22, the Lord redeems the life of his servants None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. This is the salvation of Jesus. He atones for us and he sanctifies us. He brings us out of our sin. He removes all uh, offenses, all grotesque uh, living in our lives. He removes these things from us. I mean, we trust Jesus for that work. We don't trust Jesus in spite of that work, saying that's grace. No, we trust Jesus in the work of redeeming us, of, of cleansing us truly of our sins. We are to trust him when we confess our sins, that he forgives us and he cleanses us of our sins, and we are to seek those things. This is the mercy and the wisdom of God. So let us be encouraged to always seek Christ in the truth, to always go after Jesus in spite of every thing in ourselves that is sinful. We, we have no faith. We have no repentance. We have no understanding. And this is where the devil comes in and condemns. But that is the wrong area of condemnation because when we, we are looking at our lack of faith, we're looking at our lack of holiness. This is where we see Christ and we say, Lord, I lack all these things, um, but I look to you to bring me out of my sin. And that is the redemption of Jesus. And we should take full courage in that. But at the same time, let's realize that God's mercy resides there, not so we can settle 
there, but that we have mercy within wherever we are at to rise up out of our sin, to rise up out of our selfishness and pride and and lust and hatred um, and, and our turning away from God to rise up out of these things. God's mercy is not to just uh, pat us on the back within our sin, but to take us out of our sin. And this is the power of Christ's redemption. So I hope these things are a help to you, and I will see you again in the next uh, podcast episode. Take care. For more content like this, visit watchpost.org.